Praise God. Good morning. My name is David Harvester Smith. Never heard that before, Hallelujah. I bring greetings to you from Elohim Community Church in Calcutta, Curacao District, Belize. We're a small community of believers fighting to keep the lights or the light of Christ in our neighborhood. The gospel in its, in its entirety. I'll pause there for a minute and I'll come back to it in a little bit. Amen. I wanted to acknowledge Pastor Bond, my beloved brother and friend. He, Pastor Bond is my friend too. <laughs> uh, Justice, Pastor Justice, uh, Deacon Smith. He is my brother. The one problem we has of us brothers, when I was born, I was I stayed a little bit longer in the oven than he did. but we are washed in the blood of our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> and someone that has become so dear to me over the weeks and months and years, one of your beloved, my captain, Daniel Benson, sir. He truly has been an inspiration to me in a particular area of my life. And all of them has been so to me. I am where I am today by the grace of God Amen. and the men and women that God have placed in my life. Short testimony, I wasn't supposed to be here. I was told by my parents, as far as the doctors are concerned, I was supposed to die about between the age of five or seven years old. Well, today I'm here and I'm 66 years old. I am working and beating justice at walking. I don't think I could handle that. I surrender. <laughs> Give you the championship I concede to you. My life has been a quite interesting one, just like many of yours. But over the years, I've learned truly how to be humble. It is not about me. It is not about wealth. I love the song, some of the song today. Truly bless my heart and move my spirit in such a way. I feel and truly, I believe I'm home. This is home. I told Pastor Justice the other day as he was walking around, I think I want to die here and buried here. I like here, in other words. Amen. Praise God. You have a wonderful, awesome community. You're a bunch of awesome people. You're givers, you're carers. And you begin to learn to love God, love the Lord Jesus Christ, love his word, and the spirit of God that lives in you we use the, the word Holy Spirit. It was coined by uh, a monk by the name of Augustine, but the original text of it or the original word was the divine nature of God that is in you and I. So we look like God in Christ in God, and this is how we should operate as one, loving one another. Because God, if you would ask, you would say God is love. He is, and so are we. Amen? And it's supposed to be a very easy thing for us to love one another. Amen? That's not a sermon. It's just an introduction. Amen? <laughs> Pastor Bond, this gentleman is an awesome guy. You know, I, I, I don't have the interaction with him as I do with Justice. And Deacon Smith, we speak almost every morning. When I first met Justice, he wanted to develop 
a partnership. I told him I'm not interested in no partnership. I want a relationship. Partnership you can dissolve when you want that. Relationship you can't dissolve that. If you're my brother, we're a brother, we're bone of bone, flesh, flesh of flesh, and blood of blood. Yeah, so we are bound together by blood. We are washed in the same blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. I had to get to know Pastor Bum by his spirit. And I was reminded that if I don't know a man and if you don't know a person by his spirit, you don't know that person. So I want to encourage you to get to know your pastors and your deacons, your leaders, by their spirit. That comes with time spent in the presence of your Heavenly Father, your Lord Jesus Christ, with the help of our Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. Get to know one another by the Spirit. And you will discover that it's the same Spirit that is in Christ, in God, that is in you and I. Amen? And it becomes easier as we progress through time in loving one another and be able to do the things that God the Father has left here for us to do and our Lord Jesus Christ had left us to do. And that is to take the gospel to all the world and preach it. Starting with your life, my life, let the gospel come out of your life. Amen. Pastor Bun is a man that is, we have similar things in common. Uh, we're old school, we call ourselves. <laughs> uh, I don't have a problem with that. I look to Justice, we, Justice and I have an arrangement that I will teach him how to age gracefully and he would teach me how to stay young. That's a challenge right there. <laughs> Amen. And he has tried, and he's trying, he's utmost best, he tells me, get up and let's go walk. I'm saying, man, I'm tired. <laughs> you just talk about walking, I get tired. <laughs> but he's faithful. He's faithful and he's kind. And my favorite verse of scripture, I always remember him. Every day I give God thanks for his loving kindness to me. In that the people that he has surrounded me with a place in my life express just that, his kindness. We are, where we are in the country, Belize, with the, with the help of some that was once here, and the ones that are now here today. I think of you all the time. I think of you all the time. And I ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to me each one of you. Now that's a little difficult, honestly, to do. But as a body, a collective body, I'm beginning to learn of you. And how does that happen? The teaching that you're getting or has been given to you by your pastors brings you to a place where we're supposed to be one in the spirit. And so I look for that and I give thanks for that. I'm extremely excited about the wonderful news I've been hearing and all these wonderful people becoming uh, husband and wife and living the holy matrimony of God. That's exciting to me. And you have a pastor that is a, I, I got to get away. Pastor Bond, he is a, the, the perfect example of, as far as I'm concerned, by the way, I'm not hustling you, okay? <laughs> I, 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 I don't need any money to go to the movie tonight. <laughs> he does he truly have a lovely spirit. And these two pastors work well together. Amen? Do they? Yeah. I watched something from the first day I met them. Justice have utter, uh, total respect for Pastor Bob. And he's in work with him in reverence and in fear and trembling. And I think sometimes he even surprised him the way he moves with him. He asks for a thing and he delivers. What a friend to have in Jesus. Yeah. Amen. I like him because, eh, I don't know. 
I said to him, I wanted, I wanted to share why the Spirit of God brought Liberty Church and Elohim together. What was God's purpose? Actually, they already, you guys already know. I'll talk about that a little bit more. Coming back to my testimony. I come to a place, I come from a place that I had no idea at some point in time in my life where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. I had a very defeative, defeative attitude about life. No hope. And when you lose hope, you truly lose everything. But God, and I love that phrase, but God. He saw something even before the foundation of time in me. I'm just beginning to discover it. And it gets sweeter every day. The songwriter wrote the lyrics and put words to it. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. And that is true. It gets sweeter every day. I was totally wrapped up in any and everything. Uh, I was never a good womanizer, so I never really got involved with that. But I was, <laughs> I was a good weed smoker. Whoops. Yes, I was. Amen. <laughs> I mean, I used to do that thing morning, noon, and night, and night. But it taught me something. If I could do that morning, noon, and night, I could do what uh, Psalms 1 tell me to do. Meditate in the Word day and night. Yes. Amen. Yes. Okay. But God, on July 4th, 1982, the first miracle I experienced in my life, that he totally took that from me, delivered me from marijuana and everything that went along with it. I have no desire, I have no uh, memory of how it smells like and tastes like. I was totally uh, struck by uh, a week or two ago, my daughter and I and her son went to a bowling alley, and when I walked in the alley, I smelled this thing. I'm not sure what it was. And so I asked her what was the odor. Or the, it's not a perfume. It's, it's awful. And she said to me that it's marijuana. I'm saying, but marijuana and children and kids around here? And she said, yes, Dad, it's legal. It's okay to smoke it in, marijuana, uh, in California. You could buy it because it's legal. I, I, what? Like, what's up with that? <laughs> I used to have to hide and go buy it. <laughs> now you could just walk into a pot shop, it's called, and you buy the different flavors and all that they have. It's like, what? Anyway, um, I was totally uh, struck by that. I'm troubled over two things. Our young people and the church but I don't worry about the church and I don't worry about them because it is not my church, it is Jesus Christ's church, amen? This is. And the endeavor uh, and the things that are in me, I, I like to do because I love Jesus Christ. And I believe that you here today are here because you love him. And the more you get to know him, it is very difficult not to love him. And so whatever you do, you do out of your love for him, not because of profit, not because of status or anything of that sort. The song talk about that. So I do what I do because I love Jesus Christ. And so I persuade man to God. That's my passion. I love telling people about Jesus Christ. I have no, nothing else to offer them but Christ and Christ alone. And my prayer for this congregation is that you will become bold enough to
to just go to the flea market or the supermarket and tell people about Jesus Christ. Amen? Be bold. In Proverbs, I believe, 28.1. Could you turn there for me and someone read it quickly for me? Proverbs 28.1. I believe it's there. Can you, someone read it out for me, Lord? I have King James and I'm mindful that there's two translations in here. Uh, NIV and ESV. I'm working on the ESV. Amen? <laughs> Go ahead. Amen. So be bold. be bold. Be bold. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are dead to sin and you are alive to Christ. Be bold. Why? Because the Lord your God is with you. He's with you. Uh, pastor touched on, there are many things I'm experiencing here. I'll leave the testament because of time. Uh, he took me to a place where they play golf, and this was like new to me. They got games on different things. I don't remember who won. I believe it was either him or Mike. I, I, I played, Mike won. I played golf, but not that kind of golf. That was too fancy for me, you know. That's new school. <laughs> and uh, I love El Tio. You know. He, he, he knows that. The thing that really I was impressed with is he also invited me and took me to a Bible quiz. That is, for lack of a better word, deep. <laughs> it's awesome to watch young people dig into the scriptures, into the word, and he explained to me how it works. I got some of it, but not all of it. But it was awesome. And I felt a, a sense of relief for our young people. They're here, and I'm asking you to hold on to them by making your life an example to them. Amen? Amen? You become an example to them. Teach them the word. In season and out of season. Put, as Deuteronomy tells us to do, Put things in there. Where when they wake up in the morning, talk about the Lord. When they sit at the table, they talk about the Lord. When they rise at night, when before they go to sleep at night, talk about the, the, the Lord. These young women and young men are truly astonishing, and that's their name, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and in a few weeks, some of you will be going—not um, weeks, but months. I think a couple months. They'll be coming my way. And I always share with Pastor my, my deep concern for the young women and young men, not only in our congregation, but in our country. If you have been there before, I think you understand a little bit of what I'm saying. If you've never been there, uh, I'll share a little bit of things, with, a little bit of things with you, so you're not surprised when you get there, and you can best prepare yourself. We need help. We need help. And so I cried out, and God answered me. I believe for two years, three years or so, uh, liberty didn't come our way. Liberty has been kind to us, you all. Through the pandemic, you fed us with food. And I'm not talking just means with food. I'm talking about good food. We fed over like 100 people from the north to the south. They get, on Christmas was one of the biggest meals they got for two years in a row, I believe. Uh, to buy a turkey and a ham in Belize is real expensive. But because of your pastors and your board of directors, deacons, they truly blessed us. And it was two ministries, actually, uh, that was blessed. We shared. And... The length, in, the length of Belize is actually, if I correctly, is about 200 miles long. And from the north to the south, there were some people somewhere in between there that benefited from your gift to us in Belize. I can't repay that, so I ask the Lord to give me something to give back to you. 
It's a debt that I cannot pay. But I want you to know how grateful and I am and how humbling it is to me to know that there are kind people still in this world today. You, you, you. Yes, you may have things going on in your life sometimes and you may feel like giving up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You wait on the Lord. And when you start waiting on the Lord, you'll begin to find courage. You'll find strength. You'll find hope. All the things then that the scripture talks about, when you wait on the Lord, you begin to see in your life. Don't give up. Don't walk according to the flesh. But walk according to the leading of the Spirit of God in your life. We got to get there. Someone uh, that is very dear to me, that caught me in a very early, uh, young stage of my Christian life, passed recently. Some of you may know of him, some of you may not. Uh, Dr. Charles Stanley. This is a man that spoke to my, to my life, into my life at a very early age, actually took me to the cross. And he literally explained that to me in the simplest way possible. And he continued mentoring me, along with other men. So his going home uh, was with joy, but with a bit of sadness. What he said really moved me, and I want, I'd like to repeat that to you. He had his last interview just before his passing, and he's asking the Church of the Living God to get serious about praying. Pray. If you were praying only 15 minutes a day, pray an hour and 15 minutes. If you were praying once a day, pray three times a day. The hour that we're in requires the church to pray, to cry out to God, not only for yourself, but for the lost. The scripture says that, the son, that man, the world, is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God, you. They want to see you. They're waiting for you. For you to do what? Tell them about the good news. You're being taught right now about the good news. The entire word of God is good, amen? It's good news. I want to just... Pause there, have a quick prayer, and then I'll jump into something. Father, we give you thanks for your word that is alive and well. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be at home with my brothers and sisters. I thank you for the Bond family, for the Whitty family, for the Smith family, for all the families that are here, the Benson's family. If I don't call your name, please don't get upset. I pray that you continue to feed them in due season according to their desire. Bring it to pass. May the word penetrate their heart and soul today. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. I ask, please, can, so can you kind of keep me in time? Is that my time? When that done is, I'm done? Okay, I got to I, I, I had to learn a lesson about that, amen? <laughs> it was a good one, too. I asked the Holy Spirit to help me with this because um, I wanted to echo and stay in line with the vision of this ministry that in regards to Belize. So I was able to obtain that, and the vision that I... God goes something to this effect, or to this, to this wise. Liberty Vision, I wrote, for Belize for 2023. One, to be an encouragement to me and the church at large, Elohim Community Church. I thought about that. I'm encouraged whenever I see you, when I come here. But yes, it's also good when you're in a field, so to speak, 
I was born in Belize, but I don't know much about Belize. I'm still learning about Belize. I'm still learning about Belize and the culture and all those things. And uh, Pastor Justice mentioned to me one day, Pastor, in a hard place. Are you talking about hard? Yes, it is hard. So you're going to a hard place. But we'll talk about that. And the second portion of the vision is to, for us, I believe, uh, the trips that, uh, to disciple the members of this congregation. Here, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I probably wrote this wrong. To use our trip to disciple our members, Liberty, and to expose Liberty, them, to the mission and the church beyond, beyond our own uh, culture. In other words, I'll break that down. The pastor's vision for uh, liberty is to expose those that have never been on the mission field to how people live in other places outside of what you're familiar with. Amen? You won't have a heart for mission until you truly understand what you have and appreciate it and thankful for it, and then you're able to share freely with what, what you have with those in places that don't have what you have. The person that came to my mind, and I love this brother, and I'm, I am working on getting close to him, but I realize that it has to be through the Spirit. Uh, brother Cook and his family, his wife. Pray for them. Pray for them. I'm not talking about a little either meaning mind type of prayer. I'm talking about an intercessory prayer, but not your will upon their life, but God's will in their lives and where they're planning to go. To do that, you ask the Father simply, could you reveal to me, if you choose, to share the mind of the Father with me pertaining to them? You want to pray, we want to pray in, uh, for them in line with the Father's will and his thoughts, because the scripture tells us his thoughts are not ours and his ways are not ours. So we have to find out what is God's thoughts towards them and what is his will and purpose for them in where they're going. I think it's courageous. And another thing that came to me about this family, about our brothers and sister, is that they waited and they're still waiting. But God is doing something in them, uh, strengthening them, encouraging them, uh, forge them is a, is a good word, for where they're going in order for them to do what he has called them to do. But they can't do it without us. They need us. I would say us is. <laughs> they need us. I can't repeat that and echo that more. You may say, I don't have, but there's one thing that you have. You can give them time and spend time for them in prayer. Amen? Back to Belize. For Belize, this trip that you're making is a strategic uh, move on the trip that you all are going on. And I'll ask you, uh, Daniel, would you please read for me uh, Proverbs 20, verse 18? Where you read, what, what, what version are you using? Okay. You are, you're a friend of Pastor Bond, don't you? <laughs> It's a war game. It's a strategy of war that this trip is all about. And the council has already put together a strategy, a plan. And I believe shortly 
after we finish here, you'll go over that plan again. And that's how that plan becomes rooted and embedded in your heart and your soul. There are some components that is needed when you go to war. You need intelligence. What am I going after? What is out there that I need to be mindful of? Intelligence is a very funny thing. It's a gathering of information, but it's not accurate. My daughter served in the military, and she was a part of the intelligence uh, department. That's how she defined it to me. And I think we have experience on, of, of recognizing that. So the intelligence gathering is very important. The gathering of that intelligence came from past experiences that uh, Pastor Bond, Pastor uh, Whitty, uh, deacons they have, and all those that went there before. But things has changed over the years. And so I want to try to bring you uh, up to date, but there are some things that have not make a big difference. Amen? And the first key, after you get to intelligence, is you, we need to do something. We need to prepare ourselves. We need to make preparation for what we're confronted with. Who has the NIV Bible? Would you please read for me uh, Proverbs 24, 27? We just read that, didn't we? No. Proverbs 24, 27 from the NIV. Correct. Preparation. Yeah, we need to prepare. And from all the words that I'm hearing and go come into me, everything that the, the pastors are seeking to do is to prepare you, and it's important that you take that seriously. Uh, I had a glimpse of one of the books that you're into right now, and that is, the, what is the gospel? And as I look at it, I smile to myself. I said, this is for real, because you get a lot of things from people when you, what is the gospel? Well, the gospel is this, the gospel is that, and you have it in your hand, I believe most of you, and if you don't have the book, see Pastor Whitty, he'll, he'll get the book to you. It's an awesome book. I just did a, a speed reading through it last night to pick up key points from it. That's part of the preparation. Amen. Know what is it that you have available to you. Why are you going with where are you going and to do what? You're going to share something that you don't know about? Can't do that. You have to share something that you know about. Amen. So you got to prepare for that. Another thing that is very important in that, I need another NIV, uh, comes from Philippians 2.5. NIV? Anyone? What other version you have? Okay. Please. Thank you. Could you stand so you could carry, please? Everyone heard? Can you, I didn't hear, sorry. Amen. Amen. All these things fit together. Your attitude must be such. It's about your attitude. And if you have the right attitude, the attitude of Christ, the, the scripture says, uh, Christ didn't think it robbery. Let me, let me look at King James. I'm just one of those old school kind of guy, amen? Something happened to me that never happened to me before, and it made me think. I thought I packed my Bible and all my messages them in, in my briefcase, and when I opened it, they weren't there. Left them on my desk. That, that's crazy. 
let this mind be in you. I, I, I can't find it. That was in Christ Jesus. That he didn't think it robbery. Although he was with God, he put that aside. I'm paraphrasing. There's a mindset that you must have. And again, this song, they were so beautiful. It is not about what you have. It is not about how much you have. It is not about who you are in, as far as status in life is concerned. It's about who you are in Christ. It's who you are in Christ. See yourself as the scripture reveal itself to you. See yourself the way the scripture reveal itself to you. That's who you, are, you and I, who we are. Amen? There are things in this world uh, telling us that we are this or that. I, I'm still trying to figure out blue and red. I don't understand that very well. And I, I truly don't have no interest in it. I'm in this world, but I learned that I'm not of it. That does not mean I totally ignore what's going on in the world. I have one purpose right now, and I don't know if it's my age, but there's a pressing in me to get the gospel out, get the good news out. And I talk about time becomes important. What is time? What is the purpose of time? Why did God give us time? The purpose of time is to prepare yourself for eternity. The purpose of time is to prepare yourself for eternity. Eternity with God or eternity away from God. That's a decision, a choice that each one of us must make in time. In time. Now what, depending on which way you go, and my prayer is that we choose Christ in time. Because once we leave this world, that's it. We know the gospel talks about the rich ruler, and he died, and he went to hell, or Hades, some will translate that, and he was begging uh, to send someone with a little water that he could dip on his tongue, because what was going on where he was wasn't a pleasant place. But the scripture said there's a gap that is fixed. It's fixed. You can't change it. God won't change it. So if, when, if it, on the left side of this gap is hell or Hades, and on the right side is uh, the, uh, one, the heavens where Christ is, when you go there, you can't go over there. You can't decide, I want to go over there. It's fixed, set. So time becomes very important, and what we do in time determines where we go in eternity. Are you with me? Don't squander your time with petty things, with silly things. Life is priceless. Love one another. Learn to love one another, even when you don't feel like it. You put your feelings aside and you obey the scriptures, amen? You will find a lot of people where you're going that you would say, oh my, oh my, what am I doing here? You put that aside, you cast on that thought, and he says, I'm here to share the good news. We got to spend more time sharing the good news. And that comes in different fashion and different ways. Again, we have a strategic objective. And so we must prepare ourselves. We need help. And none of this can be done uh, outside of the realm of faith. Everything we do must be according to the faith that God has given us that is in Christ. The Holy Spirit is essential to accomplishing this mission. Uh, NIV, Romans 9, 17. 
This is essential. This is very important. I'm sorry, Romans 8, 18, NIV. And then I'd like to do Romans 9, 17, ESV. Yes. Amen. You're going into a place that is very hot. I'm sure that you all went over that already. And pastors will inform you and try to help you to best prepare yourself. There are days that our temperature is similar, like here, 100 and something degrees. We don't, most houses are very, don't have the, the ability or has the wherewithal to, to even uh, have an air condition, a small one or a big one. So the, we use fans. And if it's hot and the fan is turning, what, what is it blowing? Hot air. So it get even worse. <laughs> so gird up your loins, amen? <laughs> and figure out before you go and pray and ask the Holy Spirit, how can I survive in that kind of uh, uh, climate? Pray also for the cooks, because where they're supposed to be going is a nice, interesting place. Praise God. <laughs> Could you help me, please, with Romans 9, 17? We were raised for this purpose. The cooks was raised at a, at a time like this for them to do what they're embarking on to do for a time such as this. They don't know exactly what's in ahead of them, but they're doing it by faith. By faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So faith becomes essential. The, kind, the God kind of faith we don't have, so God has to give it to us, amen? The God kind of faith comes from him. We need that kind of faith, God kind of faith to accomplish the things that the Father has, has prepared and sent us to do. And I'll ask you a question here, and then you answer it. Are you working for Christ, for God, for Christ, or are you working with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? Which one you choose? If you choose that I'm working with God, with the, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, raise your hand. You're working, let me repeat my question. My, are you working for God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Or are you working with God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Which one? Well, if you're working for God, raise your hand. Mm. If you're working with God, the Father, and the Son, raise your hand. Big difference. If you're working with him, he tells you what to do. If you're working from, with him and you don't like what he's asking you to do, you can split. <laughs> you can leave. Work with him. The Holy Spirit works with us in prayer. Jesus Christ works with the Father and the Holy Spirit in prayer. We got to work with the Spirit, the Son, and with the Father to bring about the Father's will and purpose in the world today. Are you with me? That does not come easily. You have to take, it takes time and you have to develop yourself. And what, what that does, you have to come to a place where you surrender your life to Christ. You give up everything. In Philippians chapter 2, the scripture says that Jesus humbled himself and was obedient unto the cross. Humility is a part of that servitude. Humility, obedience with faith. A 
bring us to that place. What I'm sharing with you is not only for Belize, it's for here also. You that are in school, don't be ashamed and afraid to tell people about the gospel. They will want to debate with you. You don't have to debate, you just share the truth. When you go to the marketplace or this, uh, I, I used to love to do this in, uh, in Florida, I believe I was at the time. I would go to the supermarket place and the entrance, they never used to ban you at those, in those days, they're doing it now. They don't want no religious, they say people uh, talking about Jesus in front of their entrance. And I would go there and talk to people, grab their hand, pray with them, and tell them about the good news, the gospel. We need to get a little crazy again. Amen? Not I, but Christ in me. I want to stir you up a little bit. Come to church. Don't make excuses for the flesh. Amen? Look at this place. There was a time, the last time I was here, it's not your fault, but you have a responsibility now because you're here to do the work of the ministry. The scripture says that God has given some prophet, evangelists, teachers, I'm not naming in a chronological order there, but their job of these offices in the church is to do one thing, pastors and teachers. The pastor's life is very, very challenging and very difficult. You just want to sometimes slap somebody up the side of the head. <laughs> it's like, don't you get it? Mm -mm. But Pastor Bon wouldn't do that. <laughs> he will he will call, he will call Justice and says, go on, take care of this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Amen. It's a very challenging job and responsibility. So make it easy as much as possible and on your pastors. Here's the thing. They have to give an account of your life. Hebrew says that they're going to have to give an account of you, each one of you. That's a frightening thing. And so you must pray for your pastor and you listen to them and you work with them, not against them. Now, don't murmur, don't complain, don't do none of those things when it comes to your pastors. If you feel like you've been ill, wrong, or wrong, you have, a, you have an opportunity. You can approach them, and the Bible tells you how to approach your elders. You all know that, right? Don't go by yourself. Take someone with you. And you I believe you're, both of your pastors wouldn't mind if you come alone and you talk with them. They're compassionate. Their hearts are such because they love you. But if they don't hear you, take someone with you. And you deliver the same story or the same situation. Pastor, I'm having a problem with this with you. Why is that? It is better to solve it now than for that strife and that spirit to linger in the body. It destroys. It, it messed up things in the body. And he goes before you, and they go before God, and they cry to God and ask God, what, what have I done wrong? How did I offend this person? We get, some of us get offended over small things, but you get offended, that's fine. But don't, don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to it. Our prayers are not, be answer, are not answered because we harbor what? Sin. What is a sin? We don't confess it. We don't confess it. And when there's only one thing the disciples ask Jesus Christ in all the time, the years that they spent together, teach us how to pray. When you pray, you all know the, what we call the Our Father prayer that it isn't. It's an example example to how we should pray. And if you stand, you forgive. Let your heavenly Father forgive you. 
If anyone has ought against you, forgive them so that your heavenly Father forgives you. If you don't forgive, then the heavenly Father won't forgive you. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. I love the song that we sing. The first one, that really ministered to me. It gives me the opportunity, the first song, uh, Mercy, Lord have mercy. You don't need mercy if you have not done something outside. <laughs> you need mercy when you have done something wrong. And then we come and we sit and we act like it's all cool and we're okay and we know that it's not. We're messed up. But instead of asking for forgiveness and for mercy or mercy and forgiveness, we smug. I listen to as we sing and there are a couple of songs in those songs. I hear you all singing your heart out. Praise God. But there are some songs, a couple of songs that were sung, that only a few people got it. Maybe there was something there in those songs that you didn't know. Practice them. Don't get in your, radio, get in your car and turn the radio to love F1, F1, 2, 3, and you hear that, you know what I'm saying? Put on some nice Christian songs that would edify you. Build yourself up, praying in the spirit, the scripture says. And you can do that with music. You do that, and it helps you in your thanksgiving, in your praise, in your worship to your father. Just as in a place where I love, excuse me, I sit for a little bit. He loved the songs. The psalms is rich. And I, I said, how the heck he finds that? But I'm ashamed to ask him sometimes. But if he ministered to me, I ask. Because sometimes I, I read it and I don't get it. He gets it. He has become very good at it over the years. I won't tell him about the first time. That's between you and I. I did something to justice someone you first met. Uh, I think it was, I don't remember, we met about in 2016, 2017, around there. Yeah. And they came to Belize and said, okay. I said, here's the pulpit. Here's what we do. Pastor, I never sung before a group of people before. That's it. Go, go for it. So, and he did a wonderful job. And I listened to him and his wife today. Thank God for a wife that knows music. <laughs> she, she has been so patient with him. <laughs> I was blessed today, you all. <laughs> Amen? And I listened, I said, whoa, whoa. And then the other young lady, where are you? Stand up quickly, please. You have a melodious voice, and you and the three of you get a couple more folk and let's do this thing right. And you all be begin to pick up on the songs and come and worship God. Amen. Give Him thanks and praise and worship. Amen. But it was beautiful, wasn't it? You'll come again tomorrow. Come again. When you come, come prepared to worship. Give thanks. We thank God for the things he has done. We praise him because of his greatness. We worship him because he's holy. He's holy. And he's worthy of all praise, all thanks, all glory. So we worship him. In spirit and in truth. Amen. That comes from within, deep inside of you. Amen. I don't know what I'm doing. Like this clock, am I supposed to go forward or where am I at with this? I have 55 minutes? Oh, I was going to say, whoa. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I got excited just now. <laughs> so I have about 10 minutes. Let's see how we're going to wrap this up. This trip, again, as I said, is a strategic, we have a strategic objective. 
and the plan has already been laid. How many of you are going? Could you stand up quickly, please, that are here? How many of you are going that are here? How many of you, sit down, please. How many of you are not able to make it this time? Would you stand, please? Here's the thing. Everybody stand, please. Everyone stand. Every one of you are going. Every one of you are going. What? I just told you I'm not going. <laughs> Liberty is going, so you are going. Amen? <laughs> and what you are the ones that are not going to do is to pray for them while they're out there. Okay? You're the supporting cast to the strategic attack that they're going on. And you stay in prayer day and night, night and day, for them to accomplish this task that they're going to after, this objective. Sit down, thanks. All of you going. You have to see yourself as one. And when one suffer, all should suffer. If they go out there and have to go through this thing and deal with the heat, you too go out there and spend some time in the heat. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But pray and ask the Holy Spirit how to pray for them while they're, when they're there. In my country and in the neck of the woods that we're in, I go back to the uh, statement that was made by a uh, pastor, that is in a hard place. It's a hard place. Let me tell you right now, you need to really stay prayed up, stay in the Word of God, because you will be coming against things like witchcraft, I'm not saying this. I don't want you to get afraid. I didn't tell just, uh, Pastor Justice, I need my money back. You know, no, no, that's not going to work here. Amen? You're going to go, and you're going to do what you got to do because I'm expecting you. And I need help. Help me, please. <laughs> You'll come against things like witchcraft. Rebellious people. Poor people. Not all, but those things are there. And they're principalities. I'm looking for the verse of scripture, I believe it's in Ephesians, that talks about the armor of God. Where is it at? Someone? Ephesians chapter 6. Do you have it? Okay. Would you read it for me, please? Put on, put on the armor. Stand therefore. Put on your armor. Prayer. Immerse yourself in God's word. Act on God's word. Trust the spirit of God. When these things come against you, don't run away from them. You have been given a name that is above all names. And to him, that name, all knees will bow. You said, why, what, we know that, I, I talk about that, so why do we need to come? Because where we are, most of them don't know about that. You can teach them, you can share with them, but they're in a place, there's a verse of scripture that talks about the shackles, and they walk very slow. Thing becomes very slow for them. Movement becomes very slow in, in spiritual growth, and we need help. And I'm thankful again to this congregation for reaching out to us. My prayer is that you would gain or profit or prosper from your trip, those of you that are going, and will prepare you to even go farther and maybe one day go and visit the cook, where the, the cooks, where they are, and help them. Amen? I'll stop here because I, I see I have four minutes.
and I want to stop ahead. I want to thank you. Father, we give you thanks. We pray the Holy Spirit will take the things that were said and bring it back to our remembrance when we find ourselves in places that we're not accustomed to and familiar with. Pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal to each one that the Spirit of God lives in them and there's no need for fear because you have not given us the spirit of fear, but you have given us the spirit of love, power, and a sung mind. May we walk in the spirit of truth. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.